and I am not one of these pastors, preachers, who believes that everything and all truth must come from me. So I lovingly encourage you to go see Brother Ed Young Jr. Let me repeat to you in your hearing first his definition. that it seems like he pretty much gathered a whole bunch of information and and came up with it. Wokeism is an authoritarian worldview that seeks to deconstruct or to destroy the foundations not only, and I'm adding this part, not only of the Christian faith, but all God-ordained institutions. by overwhelming, overpowering, and overthrowing those who do not adhere to its demonic ideology. And then Dr. Young Jr. Now he doesn't call himself Jr. White folks don't do that. I guess one reason is, is they're too proud to, they want to be just Ed. They don't want to be Ed Jr. That may be a part of it. But I believe the main part is that that's not that important to white people. Being the second, the junior, the third, the fourth, and all that. That's, but that's important to black people because it's a miracle that we still here. If we can get a, a, a second, a third, and then like my family, a fourth, that's, that's something special. White folks, they may be the fourth, the fifth, the sixth, but they're going to change the name around and, and call it Chad and and Trey and everything else to not be called the father. There's nothing wrong with that if that's what you want to do. But uh, he said further, he laid the foundational um, background, the history, 
of where this wokeism comes from. And it's really something that has not really truly been done before. It's a combination of Karl Marxism, of Marxism, Karl Marx, socialism, Marxism, and what he taught has never worked in the history of the world and has been a failure. But somebody thought to put it together with Frederick Nietzsche, pardon me, and critical theory, that's where they have expanded it to critical race theory. I recommend to you Dr. Tony Evans's uh, kingdom race theory based upon the Word of God. And then the third leg of, uh, of this uh, diabolical uh, triplets Sigmund Freud and uh, postmodernism. Everything is about sexual orientation. That's why you have a whole lot going on now in schools with your children being sexualized being taught about anal sex, oral sex. In preschool, first grade, second grade, with clowns who call themselves drag queens. I'm a grown man and I don't want to meet one anywhere. I don't want to see one period, nowhere near me. And you got children being read books by these monsters in the library, at the school. You have teachers who dress up in drag and teach in school, raping the minds and the hearts, the spirits, and the souls of your children. And you think, I'm crazy. I say with Paul, I'm not mad, most noble Festus. They're crazy. But you, you coddle them and have your children give them a tip and you won't give me a dime to preach the gospel. The drag queens have got more money than, than me from your children and from you going to the bar, uh, watching them act like uh, demonic clowns, and you won't send me a dime to preach the gospel every day. I'm not mad. I'm just saying. So, Dr. Ed Young asked the question at the end of that first message, what am I to do in light of what we have heard today? 
We have learned the definition of wokeism. We have learned the foundation of wokeism, the educational foundation, what it is built on. It's built on Marxism, Nietzsche's critical theory, and Sigmund Freud's over-sexualization. Everything is about sex and sexual orientation. And the devil mixed it up, mixed it up in a bowl and uh, got some uh, wild-eyed people to call it wokeism. Being woke. Oh, I can see now. I'm up now. I can see I'm awake. When you're dead in your trespasses and sins. And not only are you not a... Not only are you asleep, you're dead in your trespasses and sins. So what are we to do? We are to adopt a God-centric or Bible-based, a biblical world view. I mean, that's for those of you who need to embrace that. For those of us who are already saved and we have never forsaken our biblical worldview, we just keep on trucking along. Because I, I don't know, I, 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 I don't know about any, I don't know of any other view, but the biblical worldview. A comprehensive panoramic perspective from a biblical standpoint. I say to you, my friends, I say to my uh, family members, my friends and my foes who are born again, get back to the old landmarks. Get back to the Word of God and stick with a biblical worldview. With that said, ladies and gentlemen, brothers and sisters in Christ Jesus, family, friends, and foes, and yes, even foes in the family. This is Daniel White the Third, President of Gospel Light Society International with the White House Daily Reading of the Chronological Bible, episode number, and I hate to say these letters, but I can't skip it, 666, 666, where I read the Holy Bible in the King James Version each day in chronological order. This viewpoint this standpoint, this arrangement of the Holy Scriptures allows us to read the whole Bible as a single true story and to see the unfolding of God's plan in history. Tonight we are reading Ecclesiastes chapter 6 verses 1 through 6. Shall we pray to our loving God? 
Holy Father God, I pray in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, hallowed be your name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done in earth as it is in heaven. Lord, we pray for the Butts family that you will comfort them and that you will bless and have the home going and the funeral to go well. And Holy Father God, I praise you and I thank you for your love, your mercy, and your grace. Your Holy Son, the Lord Jesus Christ, your Holy Spirit, your Holy Word, and for all of the millions and the many and the manifold blessings that you have bestowed upon us down through the years. I praise you, Holy Father God, and I thank you for salvation and spiritual, family and life, financial and material, protection and provision, mental and physical blessings that you have bestowed upon me and thus my family and others down through the years. On this Wednesday night, Lord, we individually, those of us who are born again and saved, we confess our sins tonight of all disobedience, all unrighteousness of word, thought, and deed, where we have grieved your Holy Spirit and quenched your Holy Spirit for Jesus Christ's sake. Please, Lord, forgive us of our sins, our faults, and our failures, as we from our hearts, by your grace, forgive those who have sinned against us, crush and crucify our wicked, evil, and ungodly flesh within us for those of us who are saved tonight. Fill us with the fullness and the power, the unction and the anointing of your Holy Spirit. Deliver each and every one of us, Lord, tonight from temptation, evil, and sin. Grant us your grace and the power of your Holy Spirit to love right, to live right, to think right, to do right, and to do that which is pleasing in your sight. And deliver us from temptation, evil, and sin. Uh, for thine is the kingdom, the power, and the glory. Lord God in heaven, help us to be sober-minded, vigilant, and watchful. And help us, Holy Father God, to humble ourselves, to pray, to seek your face and to turn from our wicked ways and to repent of our sins and to get back to you, our first love. For, uh, Lord, we pray, uh, for thine is the kingdom, the power, and the glory forever. And Holy Father God, I do pray for the salvation of those who are lost in my family, especially my wife, Marika White, and all others uh, on her side of the family, on my side of the family. Lord, help everybody uh, to examine themselves and see whether or not they be in the faith. We also pray for the salvation of the lost around the globe, the healing of the sick, the comfort of the grieving uh, and the mourning. Draw them to yourself by your might and power for salvation. 
And Lord God in heaven, I praise you and I thank you, Lord, that I can truly take pleasure in and rejoice in my distresses and my afflictions, my tribulations, troubles, trials, temptations, tests, tensions, persecutions, even from my own family. I rejoice in these things only by your grace. And you have put that spirit in me for many years. I thank you, Lord, for blessing me to gain even better understanding of that through this series. And uh, I pray at the same time that you would deliver us, if you're not using it in our lives to keep us humble or to break us or to mold us. Deliver those of us who are saved, Lord, uh, deliver us from all of our distresses and afflictions, tribulations, troubles, trials, temptations, tests, intentions, and even persecutions. And deliver us, Lord, if it be your will, from all of our spiritual and mental, physical and emotional, family, financial, legal, student loan debt, student progress problems, and our thorn in the flesh. And Lord, thank you so much for allowing things to be as well as they are. For Lord, we know that they could be worse. And uh, thank you for remembering mercy in the midst of chastisement and rebuke and punishment. And Holy Father God, I pray, Lord, tonight that you will bless and protect my family and all other Christian families and all other people tonight who name the name of Christ. Protect us, O Lord, from ourselves, our flesh, and the devil, and the demons of hell, and from evil people in the family, evil people in the church, and evil people in the world. Place, Lord, upon us tonight the whole arm of God. <clears throat> Surround us with the band of your holy angels and a wall of your holy fire. Cover us and cleanse us through the precious blood of Christ, and have it to be so that everything we say and do be done for your glory, praise, and honor behind the scenes and before the scenes. And for the glory, praise, and honor of your Holy Son, the Lord Jesus Christ, grant me your energy, your strength, your unction, and your anointing, your fruit, and your liberty, and the power of your Holy Spirit to pray, to read your Holy Word, uh, to teach your Holy Word, and to preach your Holy Gospel. In Jesus Christ's name I pray and for his sake. Amen. I still feel like singing, but I won't. I can hear you all saying amen, amen. Thank you. Ladies and gentlemen, brothers and sisters in Christ Jesus, I have the high honor and the distinct privilege and the great pleasure to read in your hearing, thus saith the Lord, the Word of God, the Holy Bible. At Ecclesiastes chapter 6, verses 1 through 6. There is an evil which I have seen under the sun, and it is common among men, a man to whom God hath given riches, wealth and honor so that he wanteth nothing for his soul of all that he desireth 
Yet God giveth him not power to eat thereof, but a stranger eateth it. This is vanity, and it is an evil disease. If a man beget an if a man beget an hundred children and live many years, so that the days of his years be many, and his soul be not filled with good, and also that he have no burial, I say that an untimely birth is better than he. For he cometh in with vanity and departeth and departeth in darkness, and his name shall be covered with darkness. Hello, Daniel Ezekiel. You're doing a great job, son. Daniqua, Danielle, I thank God for you. What a great privilege it has been for all of us to serve the Lord together around his word. Moreover, he hath not seen the Son, nor known anything. This hath more rest than the other. Yea, though he live a thousand years, twice told, yet hath he seen no good. Do not all go to one place? Shall we pray? Holy Father God, I praise you and I thank you. Lord, for allowing us to be here tonight, once again, around your holy word. And Lord, I pray that you, you will help us to take heed to your holy word, to obey it, to love it, and to cherish it, to apply it to our lives and to share it with others. In Jesus Christ's name I pray and for his sake, amen. Ladies and gentlemen, brothers and sisters, in Christ Jesus, family, friends, and foes, and yes, even foes in the family, and to the standing between the living and the dead, service family members. This is Daniel White the third president of Gospel Light Society International with the White House family devotional reading of Charles Haddon Spurgeon's Treasury of David. This is episode number 190. We're at Psalm 1825 with the merciful thou wilt show thyself merciful. With an upright man thou wilt show thyself upright. The dealings of the Lord in his own case cause the grateful singer to remember the useful rule of God's moral government. Pardon me. He is just in his dealings with the sons of men and meets out to each man according to his measure. 
With the merciful, thou wilt show thyself merciful. With an upright man, thou wilt show thyself upright. Every man shall have his meat weighed in his own scales, his corn meted in his own bushel, and his land measured with his own rod. No rule can be more fair to ungodly men, more terrible, or to the generous man more honorable. How would men throw away their light weights and break their short yards if they could but believe that they themselves are sure to be in the end the losers by their knavish tricks. Note that even the merciful need mercy. No amount of generosity to the poor or forgiveness to enemies can set us beyond the need of mercy. Lord, have mercy upon me, a sinner. Shall we pray? Holy Father God, I praise you and I thank you for your timely word. Have mercy and grace upon each and every one of us sinners and forgive us of our sins. If we are saved, save us if we're lost. In Jesus Christ's name I pray and forsake. Amen. Now we move to the family verses, what I call the family verses, the family segment. And this is our third night in Ephesians chapter 6, verses 10 through 20. The main thing that I emphasize in this passage is found in the 12th verse, but we're going to read the whole thing tonight all the way through first. Finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. It's okay to feel weak because you are weak. But God's grace is sufficient for thee, for you, and for me. So be strong in his might. Put on the whole armor of God that ye may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil because you will not stand against the wiles of the devil if you don't put on the whole arm of God. Or as, what I do is I ask God to put on the whole arm of God on me because I don't even know how to do that. For we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this world, against spiritual wickedness in high places. All evil comes from the devil and his demons and those demonic woke spirits. And I'm here to tell you that if you are not a born-again Christian, therefore not having the love of God in your heart, like my dad did, 
and uh, he loved us. He loved his wife too much, and he loved us too much, meaning he let us get away with murder. That's that's just, uh, I know I have family members who can't stand that. They hate for me to say that, but he did, and that's too much love. That's the wrong kind of love. Love will rebuke people about their sin, their pride, their evil, and their rebelliousness, and their foolishness. See, true love, wives, will, your husband will wield by telling you, no, you don't look good in that dress. Take it off and wear that dress that I like. No, your hair does not look good like that. It looks like a circus. You need to get your money back. Go back and get your $195 back. You look like you belong in a circus somewhere. That's love too. Love is not lying to you. Uh, and I hear, I hear, I hear men and women say, "Ooh, I can't believe he said it. Ooh, he'd be in a whole lot of trouble. He said that to me. I, w I wouldn't be in any trouble uh, if I said it to you or anybody else, because you have no power over me if you were my wife." I'm going to tell you the truth as I see it. And uh, and I believe with all of my heart, my wife of 34 years, one of the main reasons why she is still here. Number one, she knows I'm saved, born again, by the grace of God, even though I doubt whether or not she's saved. Uh, but I've always told her the truth. See, people, when people love you and tell you the truth, and when people love you, they're going to tell you the truth before you have to demand it and give them the third degree and got to ask them about it. They're going to divulge it on their own. It's not really on their own. It's the God in them that says, you know what, let me just tell you about this right now. Let me tell you up front what the deal is. That's that's God pushing that out of a saved person. See, you shouldn't have to question people. You shouldn't have to ask them over and over again. They need to tell the truth on their own up front. That's when you really got something going on. And contrary to what people think, that kind of honesty is a turn on. Now you are really getting into a good relationship with somebody when you can tell the truth on your own. And more than likely, if they are, if, if the other person is a Christian, Christian, they will uh, be able to take it and handle it better. But if they have to pull it out of you, if they suspect you of it, and they don't trust you. And they cannot, uh, you're not a trustworthy person, and they got to pull it out of you, then that's a, that's a problem. See, you, you really don't have an intimate relationship with, with the person who you're supposed to be married to, if they have to do that. Have you ever heard of the word divulge? Divulge means you gotta, it comes out of you on your own. 
uh, from out of you. Of course, God pushing it out. And let me tell you something about a Christian. A Christian cannot live with sin in his life that he knows he needs to confess to God and even to a few others. I told you about something. I needed a little help, needed a little bit of help from my mother, which was, you know, something that uh, grown men don't want to do. But since I wanted her to do something for me, I felt it best and I felt that it would be only fair to her to tell her the whole truth and nothing but the truth so help me God and I believe that's good for you to do too if you're gonna have somebody you're gonna ask somebody to do something for you you need to let them know everything not not just amen I know I'm right about it I know I'm right about it. yeah every bit no no not just uh, somebody else's bad stuff, but your bad stuff that even the somebody else may not even know about yet, and that uh, in my case the other person did know about it. I told him myself, and I felt it incumbent upon me to tell my mother, I'm not gonna I, listen to me. I've never lied to my wife, and I'm not gonna lie to my mother. I'm not going to do that. Uh, you see, you don't, you don't have a relationship with you lying to people. Uh, it's time out for you Southerners, you black Southerners, and you white Southerners, especially you black women and you white women. Stop all this lying and covering up and hiding and secrets. That's what most of the Southern shows are based on, hiding secrets, lies, and, you know. Have you noticed that? The church, the church shows that have been created by Oprah and then the other one, uh, it talks about uh, sinners and saints. They're all rooted in what? A whole bunch of dead secrets and going way back. They always want to start at a graveyard somewhere and somebody was sexually abused and so forth and so on. And, and, and they want to always want to go. That's where the show start at. And then the, the whole series is based upon going back on secrets and lies. Ah, uh, huh, Southerners? You black Southerners and you white Southerners, you need to cut that stuff out. The same thing with the Nashville show that is out now, you know, Southern stuff. You're Southern liars is what you are. <laughs> and, and my mother told me, when I told her the truth, I, I told her on my own. I, she didn't ask me about nothing. Now, I'm, I'm sure she knew things, you know, she knew. That's what I mean. I mean, you can't hide things from your father and your mother, uh, especially your mother in the South. Uh, God, God tells them things about you. They don't have to be around you. They know what you're doing. But as a Christian man, I, I felt it on the inside of me to tell my m mother the whole truth. You know what my mother told me? We were driving down the road. I was driving the car. I think I was driving her Mercedes. 
And she looked at me and said, now, uh, son, Daniel, whatever she called me, if I were you, I would take some things to the grave. I wouldn't say anything. I said, well, I said, well Mom, I can't do that. I said, I can't live my life like that. That's how you all live y'all's lives. I can't do that. Tell the truth and shame the devil. You say, preacher, aren't you worried about how uh, uh, we may feel about you since you had to tell your mother something? I said, you should have told your mother something. That's, that's how I look at it. And hopefully this will inspire you to stop hiding your sins and covering up your sins. Tell the truth and shame the devil and be at peace with God and your spouse. And, uh, and, and no, I'm, not, I'm never worried about that because I learned that a long time ago in a little Bible college in Atlanta called Baptist University of America. They had big dreams. And I, I learned a lot of this school. A lot. And the pastor who would come in chapel service, Dr. Raymond Hancock, he was so he preached so powerfully, but he he he, he used his own life and his own family. He was very transparent about it. And you know what that you know what that does? It says, you know what? Uh I'm going through the same thing. I need to tell the truth too to my spouse, to my mother. Don't be, listen to me. Don't go and ask help. At, you got to, you know, get, try to get some help or you want somebody to do something for you and you're lying. Come on. Come on. Come on, man. You can't do that. Don't even ask for them to do anything. Unless you spill the beans not only on somebody else but yourself. They're going to be able to deal with you better. And they're going to be able to trust you. And they, you know what they might say? They, they might say, I was not going to do it, do this for him. But since he came clean about this, that, and other, I, I'm going to help this brother. Seriously, people. Okay. Hopefully, after the coronavirus plague, y'all y'all start to tell the truth and stop all of this lying and taking communion. By the way, we're going to take communion first thing on Sunday morning. This Sunday. By the grace of God. So be there or be square. And you'll be amazed. Do you know one of the most popular services we have is the communion service? I, I can't. Go figure. Go figure. Just a simple communion service. The difference in our communion service is I, because I am an evangelist by calling, I'm going to preach the gospel to you first, get you saved, so that you can take communion too. Yeah, that's what I'm going to do. That's what I'm going to do. I guess they like that. I don't know. I, I can get saved today and take communion. That's right. Because you better not take it if you, you, you're not saved. And I believe there are thousands upon thousands of church folks dead because they gave communion unworthily and they took communion unworthily for years. See, see, when you read that before, you thought, oh, uh, 
Uh, we better not take communion really, because we may die on Monday. I mean, that's possible. But see, God normally does not operate like that. The wheels of God grind, pardon me, slow. But, buddy, they grind show. God does not forget. God gave some people five years, ten years, fifteen, twenty, twenty-five, thirty. You've been you've been taking communion unworthily for twenty-five years, twenty-four years. You've been giving communion for twenty-one years, for thirty years, as they passed as a bishop. Tonight, your soul will be required of you. You don't play with me like that. Don't play with me. God is merciful and long-suffering, but after a while, God gets tired. He said that. I, uh, I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm going to deal with the situation. Uh, situation in the church. That was a build-up. The coronavirus plague was the result of a build-up of, of God, God needing to chastise his people for their own good. He had enough. As my dad and mom would say, I don't know where they got it from. We don't say it too much now. Back in the day, back in Brooklyn, New York, I remember it to this day. My dad would turn around and tell my mother, I'm fed up to here with you. I said, wow. <laughs> what? And then she would turn around the next day, I'm fed up to here with you. You're a pain in the neck. There was something about right here. I guess if they went all the way, it would have been a bad situation. Wherefore, take unto you the whole arm of God, that ye may be able to withstand, withstand in the evil day, and having done all to stand. Stand therefore, having your loins girt about with truth, and having on the breastplate of righteousness, and your feet shod with the preparation of the gospel of peace. Above all, taking the shield of faith, wherewith ye shall be able to quench all the fiery darts of the wicked, and take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the Spirit, which is the word of God. Praying always with all prayer and supplication in the Spirit, and watching thereunto with all perseverance and supplication for all saints and for me that utterance may be given unto me that I may open my mouth boldly to make known the mystery of the gospel for which I am an ambassador in bonds that therein I may speak boldly as I ought to speak. And so take God seriously because the battle that you're in, even in your family especially, is a serious battle. See, because of our depraved, sick, sinful nature, things that we ought to take seriously, we do not. But God takes his word very seriously. Dr. Tony Evans has a little saying, if, if you, something along the lines, uh, 
if you believe the word of God, act like it. Something like that. And I'm not getting it quite right. Act like it. Take it seriously because he does. See? See? We have foolishness in our hearts, so we like to joke about things and jest about things. There's no joking and jesting with God, man. No. They, they, mm -mm. no. No, no. No, 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 no. In fact, he told us not to jest. That's a commandment he gave. Rather, he told us to be sober-minded, vigilant, and watchful. Let's pray for others. Let's pray for families. And remember those words, down the line, spiritual warfare, from the beginning to the very end, you need to do all of it to survive and for your family to survive. And those of you who have woke family members, be they young or old, this is a satanic, demonic spirit. In the words of Dr. Ed Young Jr., it is a satanic strategy. God showed, God showed me that before I heard Dr. Ed Young Jr. That it is a satanic strategy and whoever the devil and whoever else was behind it, his cohorts, they uh, created something uh, to contend with. Let me put it that way. That's my charismatic brother. said, so don't give the devil any credit. I'm not giving the devil any credit, but when people come up with stuff devilish like this right here, and it's a blob, and you got to deal with it all over the place, and, uh, and, and, you, know, and you know what? The way you deal with this is the way God intended for us to deal with it. Standing up like Ed Young Jr. and preaching the word of God. Thus saith the Lord, in season, out of season. That's the most powerful thing on God's earth, the preaching of God's word. And so I say again, and maybe I should say to Ed Young Jr., just go ahead on and send the sermons. Don't send the notes, just send the sermons, because these people don't know what to say, because you, as you dealt with it yourself, you didn't want to dig into, you didn't feel like digging in this, into this thing. They, not, they don't want to deal with it because they don't want to dig into it. So just go ahead and let them use your sermons and give you credit. Not like Mr. Litton. Not like Mr. Greer who has repented. God bless him. I'm not, on, I'm not hard on Greer anymore. Greer, I, I knew Greer was going to come out of that mess. Uh, I, I knew that. I could look at him and tell that boy with this. Uh-uh. And Andy Stanley, the devil, the devilish, woke Andy Stanley. Uh, Greer's not with that. 
uh, nor is his other friends. They all, uh, they said, we can't roll with you on this man. No, sir. Thank God. I hope Mr. Litton repented. I doubt it, but I did tell him, don't be trying to, don't be trying to get Tony Evans to use racism as a Trojan horse to bring in homosexuality. That's not going to work. I don't have to know the man. I'm telling you, that's not working. I know the God in him. Thank God for what he did. And we're praying for the others as well. But anyway, let's pray for families and uh, and others. Holy Father God, I pray in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. I pray, Lord, for the healing of all families that name the name of Jesus Christ. I pray for these families to simply obey your holy word and to pray without ceasing. In this country and around the globe, and help them to obey your holy word. And Holy Father God, I pray for the salvation of all other families. I pray, Lord, that you would have mercy and grace upon such wicked and wretched people as we are who are in the church, uh, because we have failed to obey your great commandment and your great commission. We've done evil in your sight. Please forgive us and help us to repent. And Holy Father God, we do pray for the millions who are hurting from the coronavirus plague and other plagues that have come out of that. And Lord, at the same time, we pray for a few by name. Lord, we pray for the family and friends of Massachusetts resident Justin Liss. We pray for the family and friends of North Carolina resident Curtis Bradshaw. We pray for the family and friends of New York resident Joanne Lewis. We pray, Lord, now for the prayer requests that have come in starting from the bottom. Holy Father God, we pray for Vicki. Please bless Priscilla and Rex and help them to do your will. We pray for John. Please heal him from dizziness and tensions in his head and body. Heal his eyes. Give him good health. Protect his family and save them all. Deliver him from debt and meet all of their needs. Bless the evangelism efforts they are doing in Israel and have the country's economy to improve. And Holy Father God, we pray uh, with Pastor Bushibi, not just for him, but he gives us the privilege to pray with him. And we thank you, Lord, for the souls that have been saved during the baptism service the lives that have been changed and people healed and delivered 
We thank you, Lord, for the baptism service going well and for Sister Evelyn's family giving them, the church that is, a plot of land for free. Please work everything out regarding the legal process to get the title deed, protect our children from the devil, secret religions, drugs, addictions, lesbianism, homosexuality, murder, etc., and bless their sponsored media program that raises the concern about parenthood, learning structures, and Christian values and faith. Please heal others, heal Sister Dora's needs, provide for your church and deliver the church from economic hardships, family disputes, insecurity, starvation, and poverty. Deliver Kenya and all of Africa from drought, famine, and starvation. Provide them with Bibles for new souls, basic needs for orphans and widows, food and water, church planting and construction, and financial resources for ministry. And Lord God in heaven, we pray for all of the people who have gotten saved through the preaching of the gospel down through the years, and we pray for a few by name. Help them all to grow in the faith and be the Christians you want them to be. We pray for Dominic, Estelle, Janine, Vitalis, and Faye. We pray, Lord, for the people who have recommitted their lives to you. Maricel, Valerie, Latanja, Nananji, Yibala. We commit all of these souls into your hands. Let your will be done in their lives and in our lives as well. In Jesus Christ's name we pray and for his sake. Amen. Now, dear friend of mine, if you do not know the Lord Jesus Christ and the free pardon of your sins as your Savior, if you have never believed in him in your life, tonight is your night. For Jesus Christ said, the most loving, the most magnificent, and the most important words ever said in the history of the world. Because these words are redeeming words. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son that whosoever believeth in him should not perish, that is, perish in hell, but have everlasting life in heaven. Understand that you are a sinner. We all are sinners. The Bible says all, all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. And because of our sin, we die. The Bible says the wages of sin is death. And if you do not believe in the Lord Jesus Christ as your Savior, and believing in your heart that Jesus Christ suffered, bled, and died on the cross for your sins, to pay your sin debt, that he was buried and rose on the third day by the power of Almighty God, you will experience eternal death in that awful place called hell a place that Jesus Christ preached on more than anybody in the Bible, more than all of the prophets in the Old Testament 
and all of the apostles in the New Testament. He was, while on earth, a hellfire and brimstone preacher because he loves the people and he wants to see them saved from hell. Hell is a very real place. Do not go there. Believe on the Lord Jesus Christ and thou you shall be saved. If you want to be saved tonight, believe in your heart in Jesus Christ. Believe that he suffered, he bled, and he died on the cross for your sins, was buried and rose on the third day. Follow me in the sinner's prayer. Repeat after me phrase by phrase and mean it from your heart. If you truly want to be saved, believe in him. Holy Father God, Repeat after me phrase by phrase. Holy Father God, I admit that I am a sinner and that I have done grievously and sinfully in your sight. Repeatedly. For Jesus Christ's sake, please have mercy and grace upon my soul. Please forgive me of all of my sins as I now believe with all of my heart in your Holy Son, the Lord Jesus Christ, who I believe suffered, bled, and died on the cross for my sins, was buried and rose on the third day. Lord Jesus Christ, please come into my heart and into my spirit and save my soul tonight. Fill me with your Holy Spirit. Help me to change and help me to repent of all of my sins. And help me to follow you in the newness of life. In Jesus Christ's name I pray and for his sake. Amen. Now, dear friend, if you truly believed in the Lord Jesus Christ tonight and you sincerely prayed that prayer with me tonight, according to the Holy Word of God, the Holy Bible, God's Word, not my Word, not your Word, but His Word, you are now saved from hell and you are on your way to heaven based upon what Jesus Christ did for you and for me and everybody. He died for our sins, was buried and rose on the third day. Now, uh, believe God's word. And may I say to you, congratulations for doing the most important thing in life, believing in the Lord Jesus Christ. Now, to grow in God's grace, uh, I want you to go to Gospel Light Society. I have a devotional book there for you, free of charge. 
and uh, get that and um, download it on your computer and read it through. It will help you to grow in the faith and know what next to do. Also, you can email us at the email that's on the platform where you are, or you can email to me directly, uh, dw3, the numeral 3, at gospelightsociety.com. And let us know that you got saved. Let us know that you need more materials. You can also go to Gospel Light Society Podcast or Daniel White the Third uh, Podcast and uh, pick up one of the thousands of podcasts that are prepared for you to help you to grow in the faith and be the strong Christian that God wants you to be. And so, dear friends, uh, God bless you. And may God keep you. Also, if you have a prayer request, we'll be glad to pray for you. And I am going to touch on and deal with a little bit uh, the prayer that God will refuse to answer for every child of God. So for those of you who got saved, this will be your first Wednesday night service. So we're going to go right on into our second service uh, where I am preaching uh, the long-running series, Praying Through the Bible, which I never thought I would finish. I thought I would be dead first, but uh, God, it looks like God is allowing me to finish it. Matter of fact, this is 498. Please stand and turn in your Bibles to 2 Corinthians chapter 12, verses 7 through 10. This is Wednesday night message since we started this series, number 498. The prayer, the prayer. That God will refuse to answer for every child of God. Part 8. Praying through the Bible. Series. Number. Or message number. Wednesday night number. 498. 2 Corinthians chapter 12. Verses 7 through 10. And lest I should be exalted above measure. Through the abundance of the revelations, there was given to me a thorn in the flesh, the messenger of Satan, to buffet me, lest I should be exalted above measure. For this thing I besought the Lord thrice, that it might depart from me. And he said unto me, my grace is sufficient for thee, for my strength is made perfect in weakness. 
Most gladly, therefore, will I rather glory in my infirmities that the power of Christ may rest upon me. Therefore, I take pleasure in infirmities, in reproaches, in necessities, in persecutions, in distresses, for Christ's sake, for when I am weak, then am I strong. My, my, my. Shall we pray? Holy Father God, I praise you and I thank you for your holy word. Grant me fresh unction and anointing, fruit and liberty, and the power of your Holy Spirit to preach your holy word. Save those who are lost. Encourage those of us who are saved. In Jesus Christ's name I pray and for his sake. Amen. Dr. Matthew Henry said, Extraordinary afflictions are not always the punishment of extraordinary sins, but sometimes the trial of extraordinary graces. Sanctified afflictions are spiritual promotions. Did you get that? You want to be promoted? Endure some sanctified afflictions. Afflictions are good. Distresses are good. Here is what we can learn from Paul's prayer to remove the thorn in his flesh and God's denial of his prayer request. First, dear friend, God uses affliction to keep us humble, as we see in the text, to keep us away from sin, to keep us from getting the big head and use the words of the Apostle Paul to get puffed up, arrogant. And this has happened to so many in the church. But that's all right. God has a way of bringing us down. Charles Haddon Spurgeon said, Self-exaltation is equally evil to the church with which the man associates. And the more prominent he is, the more pestilent is his sin. Because of his pride, his stubbornness, his rebelliousness. Suppose Paul to have been lifted up with pride. He would have been of small use to the Gentile church. Isn't that right? He would have sought himself. He would have sought himself and not the things of Christ. Isn't that true, people? And very soon, Paul would have become a maker of parties and the leader of a sect. The cry of I am of Paul would have been sweet music to his ears and he would in 
always have encouraged those who adopted it so that a schism would have been the result. Had he been exalted above measure, he might have become a rival rather than a servant of Jesus Christ. And I think we have some rivals of Jesus Christ today. He might have disdained his lowly office and have aspired to lord it over God's heritage. We might have heard of him as a right reverend father in God rather than as the servant of Jesus Christ and his church. It would have been bad for ungodly sinners uh, to for a pound rather a proud Paul would never have gone from city to city to be persecuted for preaching the gospel. Proud preachers win not men's hearts. He who is exalted in himself will never exalt the Savior and be who rather and he who does not exalt the Savior will never win the souls of men because he said if I be lifted up I will draw all men unto me. It would have been worst of all for the apostle himself for pride goeth before destruction and a haughty spirit before a fall. We should have had in Paul's history an awful instance of how men may be like Lucifer, son of the morning, for brightness, and yet may fall like Lucifer into the blackness of the darkness forever because of their pride and their accomplishments and their arrogancy. If God had not taken Paul in hand, the danger with which he was surrounded would have been fatal to him, to God's glory, to himself and to sinners. For they would still be lost to the gospel, to his own salvation. It would have been a danger indeed. Shall we pray? Holy Father God, I praise you and I thank you so much for your holy word. Help us not to be proud and arrogant. Help us not to get the big head. And Holy Father God, help us to be always transparent and tell the truth, the whole truth, and nothing but the truth to the appropriate people. Lord, help us to be mocked by people who tell the truth and uh, uh, who speak the truth. In Jesus Christ's name I do pray and for his sake. Amen. Dear friends, if you're here with us tonight and you're not saved, believe on the Lord Jesus Christ as thou. Believe on the Lord Jesus Christ and thou you shall be saved. Pray and ask him to save your soul, and he will. Call on his name. 
For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. So, dear friend, if you want to be saved, believe in Jesus Christ and him alone, and pray with me the sinner's prayer. Holy Father God, I admit that I am a sinner and that I have done wrong in your sight. I've done evil in your sight. For Jesus Christ's sake, please have mercy and grace upon my soul. Please forgive me, Lord, of my sins. Help me to repent of my sins. Help me to turn away from my evil life. In Jesus Christ's name I pray and for his sake. Amen. Ladies and gentlemen, may God bless you and may God keep you. And uh, those of you who are lonely or feel lonely, there's not a friend like the lowly Jesus. And... Uh, Pray without ceasing. Keep your heart and mind stayed on the Lord. And Lord willing, I'll say with you tonight what the Marines say and the Air Force fellows say. Simplify. Always faithful. Simple Supra. Always above. God bless you, dear friends. Until next time.